The following is a presentation of the Treasure Island Baseball Network. We know you would like to sit next to him in the dugout or in his office, but this is your chance to chat with the manager of the Minnesota Twins. This is the Paul Molitor Show, sponsored by Killebrew Root Beer. Made in Minnesota, it's how memories are created and legends are made. Now, here are the hosts of the Paul Molitor Show, Chris Atterbury and Jack Morris. Well, good morning and welcome to the Paul Molitor Show. Chris Atterbury, Jack Morris, and Paul Molitor here. And we're uh, nice and cozy in our network headquarters at Target Field. Beautiful, sunshiny Sunday as an extended homestand will continue for Paul Molitor and the Twins. Good morning, gentlemen. How are we doing today? We're doing fine. How about yourself? I'm good. Jack, you all set over there? Yeah, I finally am. Yeah, it's a great day for a baseball game, right? No it doubt. Is, it is a beautiful day for a baseball game, and we've had some interesting baseball games to kick off this homestand, Paul, but forgetting the, the last three just in particular, uh, looking at the schedule, I know this was a part of the schedule even before the season. You're thinking, yeah, we get, we get to be home in June. Good time to be home. You've got a stretch right now of 17 of 20 games here at Target Field, and, and I know you'd like to think that's a, an opportunity for your team. Well, I think you know you do kind of uh, peruse the schedule when it comes out and see how it's going to shape up for a lot of different reasons. Uh, last year, you know, we didn't have a very favorable schedule in June and July. We had a lot of a lot of road games, but kind of the converse side of that this year. Um, yeah, and with, and with the way things have gone, um, I think everyone's uh, aware of the fact that we have a nice stretch of games here. Not a lot of travel here in this month. Uh, haven't gotten off to a great start here, losing the last couple of games against uh, against the Rays. But, uh, you know, I'm always hopeful. Uh, and playing at home seems to be something that might help you out. Paul, you look back at the last uh, series, or the current series that we're in, and some of the last games. Uh, Ricky Nolasco pitched his heart out the sure other he day. He had, a, he had a great start. And then it's one of those days where the offense doesn't uh, pick him up. We, we're looking uh, – at the schedule we're looking at the some of the history of this year and the starters and the inability just to get wins as starters it's it's one of those puzzling things because it seems like every time the starters had a good start somehow the offense hasn't showed up or there's a bad break here or there and you know i, I don't know i don't know what you tell your 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 pitchers uh, you know other than keep going out there keep keep working hard because what else can you tell? well there's not a lot of things you can do jack um you know, we had a little stretch there where the, the starters, uh, you know, struggled a little bit and, and we lost a significant number of games because of that factor. But, uh, you know, we've been getting some better performances here as of late. Um, Ricky the other night was a prime example where we just couldn't get enough offense. Uh, I thought about that game after it uh, it was finalized and, and you know, leaving Ricky in to try to get off the field there in the eighth inning. And I really... I didn't have any regrets about that at all. I, you know, his game, pitching well, uh, you know, tie game there, didn't work out. But you're right, we haven't had a lot of games where all uh, portions of our game have been in sync. You know, we pitch pretty well, we have trouble scoring, and we score some runs and we can't contain. It's just kind of that uh, perfect storm in the wrong direction. The lack of combination of putting whole games together collectively has cost us some wins for sure. Conversely, the bullpen has done a really good job here in the last couple of weeks. They've been settling in. Um, you know, we've had to kind of shake it around more than once through the first uh, couple of months. You know, people kind of changing roles to some degree. Um, but it seems as of late, you know, uh, Presley's gotten back on track. Trevor May's gotten back on track. Kinsler and Abad continue to pitch well late in games for us. And, and I think Kevin's showing signs of signs of life on the back end, too. 
trying to get him a few more opportunities to do what he does. But I think overall um, we got a little bit of flow of how those guys are coming to the games and certainly how they're pitching. Yeah, one guy you didn't mention there, Taylor Rogers, right. who has yep. uh, – you've put him in some pretty high-leverage situations, and Rogers has done a wonderful job of coming in, dousing whatever the, sure. the situation has been. Well, you know, the other guys that I didn't mention, obviously uh, Rogers and Boshears and Tonkin um, – Rogers still adjusting to being a, a bullpen guy. You know, he spent most of his career uh, before he got up to the major leagues as a starter and, you know, developing a routine and how to get ready and try to have the mindset of coming in there and maybe needing a big out to get off the field or give me a couple innings. Um, he's been pretty sharp. I think he's gaining confidence uh, coming in there. He's trusting his stuff a little bit more. He's had a couple of good outings back-to-back. Uh, you know, one thing, in any manager that I've ever talked to at any level, their best friend is certainty. Knowing that yeah. if I put this guy into a certain situation, I know what I'm going to get day-to-day. Yeah. And overall, when I look at the pitching situation in particular – there hasn't been a lot of certainty. I mean, Ricky's been really good, then he's not been so good. And and there hasn't been a lot of days where you've been able, I would guess, to know exactly what you're going to get. Well, I, th- I think certainty is a luxury for a manager. <laughs> yeah. you know, Today's um, game especially. They, you know, you talk about a position player and you kind of build a track record and a resume and you can kind of look forward to what someone might be giving you, whether it's day-to-day or his collective work over the course of a season. And, you know, for us, we just haven't had a lot of those type of people, both on the offensive side or from the pitching standpoint. So uh, we're still learning about some people. Um, Obviously, we have high expectations for a lot of the guys that we have out there on the field, guys coming in to pitch. And uh, it takes a while to kind of finalize where they're going to land in terms of what we can expect uh, day-to-day and year-to-year. The one certainty you've had is Eduardo Nunez. This guy, yeah. <laughs> you know, he's got to be having the best year of his career. Yeah. And, and it looks like he's having fun. I mean, we ask him post-game a lot. Uh, sure. you know, and in his uh, broken English, he explains that we go out, try to work hard. And play the game every day. And, you know, it's kind of repetitive, but yet you could see in his face that he's really enjoying it right well, now. Well, yeah, and he should be. Yeah. Um, I know he doesn't enjoy the losing because he's very competitive, you know, coming out of the Yankee system. Um, he was exposed to a lot yeah. of winning. Right. And, uh, you know, I think those experiences as a young player, more as a utility role, has kind of helped him. Uh, just the approach that he takes day to day. And, you know, he's gotten an opportunity maybe for the first time in a long time to play re- regular regularly. And, um, you know, he's fun to watch. Uh, is he your prototypical leadoff hitter? Not really because he doesn't walk a ton. But <laughs> but he can steal base. And, yeah. you know, he's finding ways to improve his game. Uh, one of those rare guys that normally you don't play him a lot against left-handed pitching because that's been kind of an Achilles heel for him in the past. But he's kind of shored that up a little bit. And um, it's it's been really Nice to see him get an opportunity on top of that, performing as well as he has. Paul Molitor, Jack Morris here in studio. It is the Paul Molitor Show. 877-388-9467. That's 877-38-TWINS is our number. Uh, We're running a little long, so we'll take a quick break. Come back with more with Twins manager Paul on your home for Twins Baseball. In the history of Minnesota baseball, there's one name that means legend, Killebrew. So when you gather together this summer, there's only one old-fashioned root beer that delivers that Hall of Fame taste to thirsty fans everywhere. That's Killebrew. Your whole family will love Minnesota-made Killebrew old-fashioned root beer and cream soda. Pick up a cold, frothy Killebrew root beer at Target Field. Then cheer on the fun. Killebrew root beer. 
It's how memories are created and legends are made. Hi, folks. Paul Molitor here for Continental Diamond. I've been a customer for years for one simple reason. They make you feel so comfortable. Then there's a selection of diamonds and fine jewelry that is second to none. The fantastic customer service and the great value. Okay, that's a grand slam of reasons why I encourage you to visit Continental Diamond when you're looking to make a jewelry purchase. The readers of Minnesota Bride have voted them best jeweler for six years running. That says it all. Continental Diamond in St. Louis Park. Cancel cable for CenturyLink Prism TV and get tons of HD channels, whole home DVR, and a wireless set-top box. Move your TV anywhere there's power, even outside. It's so much entertainment, you might feel like a Hollywood insider. Oh, excuse me. I hate to be that guy, but I ordered water with a spritz of lemon. This tastes like a squeeze. Just don't go to Hollywood. Switch at cprismtv.com or call 855-757-MYTV. Service may not be available in your area. Residential customers only. Restrictions, limitations, and monthly fees will apply. Contact CenturyLink for details. Mayo Clinic Sports Medicine is now located in downtown Minneapolis at Mayo Clinic Square, offering comprehensive sports medicine services for all ages and athletic abilities. Visit sportsmedicine.mayoclinic.org for more information or to schedule an appointment. On the field, baseball players want to be safe. Off the field, everyone should check with the Better Business Bureau at BBB.org before making purchasing decisions. The BBB has helped consumers like you find ethical, trustworthy businesses since 1912. Remember, it's better to be safe than sorry. You're listening to the Treasure Island Baseball Network. Welcome back to the Paul Molitor Show, sponsored by Killebrew Root Beer, made in Minnesota. How memories are created, legends are made. Just a few days ago, guys, was the anniversary of Harmon hitting the longest home run ever. That chair's still hanging up there at the Mall of America. And I remember doing an event with Harmon, and he said the hardest part wasn't the distance on that ball from Lou Burdett. He said it was winding it around the roller coaster. He said that was uh, <laughs> that was the hardest part about hitting that ball, yeah. as only Harmon could sure. could tell a story, of course. Uh, you've got Tyler Duffy, Pat Dean, some young guys in your rotation. Yes. And with young guys, it, it's never always going to be as easy as they made it look the first couple of times out. With Dean last time out, as you mentioned after the game, just missing with Tyler kind of fighting his fastball command a little bit. Right. Those seem to be correctable errors. Those seem to be things you can work with with those young guys. Well, you know, Tyler's in Tyler's case, I think for the most part, even last year, the starts he's had this year, um, you know, his fastball command is generally pretty good. I, I think last outing was maybe one of the, uh, you know, low ends as far as what he was able to do as far as using his fastball. As, as Jack knows, it's true for Ricky. It's true for a lot of guys. They, you got to be able to get, use that fastball early in the game. It's going to make your breaking stuff that much better. And he had too many hitters counts out there in Oakland. And, uh, you know, it turned out he couldn't, he didn't get very deep into the game. Um, so it's just something those guys work on. You know, Pat's had a couple good outings last. I didn't think it was horrible last time. He did get a couple fastballs up. But mostly just, you know, a little tick here, a little tick there. Changes the counts, changes what you can do with a hitter. And, uh, you know, it's something that he's trying to learn up here as well. One of the guys that uh, on the other side, Tampa Bay Rays, that uh, he's going to have to contend with today is Evan Longoria. He's hit three home runs in three games. Uh, He's one of those hitters that when he gets heated up a little bit, he sees the ball pretty well and he can drive it. Well, you know, there's... You know, I don't know, even as an opposing manager, there are certain players you kind of like to watch play the game. Mm-hmm. And uh, Longoria's been one of those guys for me. I, I think he's got high baseball intellect. Um, you watch him play defense. Yeah. Uh, he has the ability to do a lot of things to help a team win a game. And when he gets hot in the box, it's just tough. You know, he's homered at all three games. All of his at-bats have been very high quality. He's got a good plan. Um, he's taking close pitches and then getting hitters counts and then not missing when he gets a pitch to hit. So, you know, 
I, I would look at that line if I was pitching, and we talked to these guys about knowing who you don't want to beat you. Mm-hmm. And with the way he's swinging the bat, you got to be really careful with him right now. You know, the last couple of teams you've seen, Oakland did this to an extent, somewhat Seattle, certainly Tampa Bay. Yeah. You look at the numbers, the, the vast majority of their runs are coming on home runs. Mm-hmm. They're trying to hit the ball into the seats. That's a, a trend. Now, you guys played in a different era, and it's now not unusual to see teams' offensive approach like that. Uh, one, what do you think of that well, approach? And then two, what do you think about how do you use that against them to, to counteract it? Well, I, I do think, you know, we're seeing a little bit of, of a trend in terms of some teams trying to bank more on the long ball than uh, maybe try to, you know, string hits together or uh, find a way to have more flow on the bases. And if you have the right personnel, you know, it can be effective. I, I think power goes into slump, slumps a little bit more often than, you know, guys that can – get on base and keep the line moving, so to speak. But when you're hot, it works. Um, you know, Toronto was a perfect example last year. They rode their offense uh, all the way deep into the postseason. Um, Oakland's kind of in that mode right now. You know, they got a couple of guys that are stepping up and hitting the ball over the fence, including uh, old, good old Danny Valencia <laughs> down there. And uh, uh, we, now we have the Rays kind of in that same mode. You know, it's it, it's one of those things where the way the game is, the strikeouts, on-base percentage dropping batting average dropping if you got guys that can can do the damage with the long ball it, it's not a bad formula if it shapes up well with who you have can well, you can use that against them though is, is well it, I, I think that yeah like your that. final point of that question being that you know guys that are are looking to do you know power damage they have a tendency maybe to overswing or or you could take advantage of their aggressiveness and try to uh you know whether you can pitch backwards or get them to expand whatever it might be you you would try to find ways to take advantage of that I watched the game from a pitcher's perspective all the years as a pitcher sure. and, and the way, you know, I perceive the game. I can't help it. It's just, it's an eight for me. But I'm just curious from your standpoint as a hitter, a great hitter for many, many years, compared to the generation you played in, do you think guys throw inside as much today? And the results of balls hit hard out over the plate yeah. – to me, is a direct relation to the fact that they're not throwing the ball inside as much. Well, you know, first of all, not surprising that you would watch <laughs> watch, watch the game in a, from a pitcher's perspective. And I think that your point is right on. Yeah. Um, you know, we try to convince people that we have to do that more often to give them a chance to open up the plate and be more effective. So many hitters that are just going out there, you know, and, they're, and they have coverage uh, – yeah by the fact that they're not they don't have any fear of being pitched inside. You know, Longoria's home run and first uh, game. And yeah, yeah, you know, he, he got out there and there was a fastball. Ball was out of the way. Way you know, might maybe might have even been off the plate it, just it might a little have been. bit. It was elevated, but you know, he covered it and you know, the only way you can really do that from a physical standpoint is di- by diving out there. Right. So um yesterday we had a couple chances I thought to get guys on the inside part of the plate deeper in the count diving out there and, and we make pitches away and they find a way to hit them so yes it, it's something that guys maybe have a little less they, they think their safest pitches away and unfortunately hitters realize that and they go out there and they're getting beat now, fascinating conversation we'll continue on the topic also talk about the young pups in the outfield when we return to the Paul Molitor show right here on your home for Twins Baseball Keyboard Cat, Hamilton the Pug, and Toast Meets World. These are some of the Internet's most beloved pets. With millions of YouTube views, shares, Instagram likes, followers, and fans across the globe, 
But what do all these amazing pets have in common? Their stories started in a shelter. Start your story. Adopt a dog or cat today. Visit theshelterpetproject.org to find a shelter or adoptable pets near you. Training that pet to play the keyboard? Well, <laughs> that's entirely up to you. Visit theshelterpetproject.org and hear more about Hamilton the Pug, Toast, and Keyboard Cat's amazing adoption stories. Start a story. Adopt a shelter or rescue pet today. Your perfect pet is just a click away at theshelterpetproject.org. A public service announcement brought to you by Maddie's Fund, the Humane Society of the United States, and the Ad Council. Current and former military members may enjoy Target Field with a home plate view every Monday through Thursday. Present a valid ID on the day of the game to receive up to four half-price home plate view tickets, courtesy of Fox Sports North. Visit TwinsBaseball.com for more info. This is Savannah Guthrie with an urgent story developing all across America. Despite having more than enough food available, there are nearly 16 million kids struggling with hunger. That's why the Feeding America nationwide network of food banks engages local communities in solving hunger by collecting surplus food, giving hope to hungry kids. But they need your help. Learn more at feedingamerica.org. A message from Feeding America and the Ad Council. Enjoy U.S. Bank Value Pack Tuesdays at Target Field. Purchase a U.S. Bank Value Pack and receive a free Schweigert hot dog and Pepsi. Visit TwinsBaseball.com for more information. It is the Paul Molitor Show. It's brought to you by Killebrew Root Beer, made in Minnesota, how memories are created, legends are made. And uh, you've got some youngsters in your outfield, and I think for a lot of Twins fans, it's a, a glimpse at the future maybe. Buxton and, and Kepler in center and Reich in an extended run mm-hmm. for you. Uh, you've known these guys since literally they were they were puppies uh, coming into the system. Uh, what have you thought about their progression this go-around at the big leagues? Well, you know, there's a lot of talk about our, our crop of uh, – Position players, particularly our outfielders, that you know we've had surface here in the last year or two. Um, you know, Byron comes in and probably with as much hype as any player we've seen for a long time here. Him along with Sano for us, and um, you know he, he's just a great kid to work with because he's got such good work ethic. Um, he really tries to apply information. I, I think this, you know, last little stretch of games uh, since he's been back. We're seeing improvement, and mm-hmm. and that's what you hope to do. Whatever he did down there in terms of trying to change his approach, um, he's getting a little bit better results. I think his at bats have been fairly consistent. You know, there's been a few strikeouts, which is going to happen, but he's also stayed on some balls and put them in play, and he's got some hits. You know, Max is a guy who still relatively young in terms of just baseball. You know, he didn't play a ton before he was signed out of you know Germany and coming over here and kind of learning how to play the game. Um, Trying to get him to keep a more uh, more aggressive mindset, both defensively and offensively, to not not be fearful of making mistakes. Um, these guys come over here; they're a little tentative, afraid of striking out, afraid of getting caught stealing a base, afraid of doing these different things. So we try to eliminate that. Just let them play and use their natural ability. But those couple of guys are exciting, and like you said, have a very good chance to be a part of our future out there for a long time. Yeah, a lot of tools, a lot of skills, and you can see those skills just oozing out of them yeah. uh, on the base paths. We've got to take that quick time out, keep Drew Halverson happy. We'll take our break. We'll come back and wrap it up on the Paul Molitor Show right here on your home for Twins Baseball. An ode to Twins fans by Target. 
We adore you, decked out in your navy and red, often hidden under parkas and hats on your head. You've gone to Fort Myers for a spring training game, and at gate 34, they know you by name. You come to the game whether rain, sleet, or snow, the most loyal and dedicated fans that we know. You cheer extra loud when the mascots all race. Your voice is a song we want to hear every day. You make our hearts skip a beat like no one else can, because at Target, we're a fan of the fans. This is Dave St. Peter, president of the Minnesota Twins, on behalf of Minnesota Eye Consultants. Minnesota Eye is the preferred ophthalmology group of the Minnesota Twins and is a generous supporter of the Minnesota Twins Community Fund. I had my corrective eye surgery at Minnesota Eye, as have several of our players and support staff. If you have special eye care needs or wish to learn more about vision correction without glasses or contacts, contact Minnesota Eye Consultants. Go to MNEYE.com. For your eyes, do what the Twins do and see Minnesota Eye. There's two ways to enjoy the Hall of Fame taste of Killebrew Old Fashioned Root Beer and Cream Soda. Traditional glass bottles and six packs or by the case, or the go-anywhere, chill-instantly, non-breakable, resealable aluminum bottles. Choose your fun and create a legendary memory today. Minnesota-made Killebrew Old Fashioned Root Beer and Cream Soda. Available at Cub Foods for your next get-together. Killebrew. It's how memories are created and legends are made. Hi folks, Paul Molitor here for Connell Diamond. I've been a customer for years for one simple reason. They make you feel so comfortable. Then there's a selection of diamonds and fine jewelry that is second to none. The fantastic customer service and the great value. Okay, that's a grand slam of reasons why I encourage you to visit Connell Diamond when you're looking to make a jewelry purchase. The readers of Minnesota Bride have voted them best jeweler for six years running. That says it all. Continental Diamond in St. Louis Park. Celebrating 50 years of winning right, Pentair makes rain a home field advantage at Target Field. While our boys of summer are playing on the field, Pentair's rainwater recycle system is working under the field, capturing and filtering rainwater. The rainwater is reused to wash the lower level seats and more. And it's a hit, saving the Twins nearly 2 million gallons of water each year. Visit Pentair.com twins to learn more about other sustainable water solutions. Pentair, the official sustainable water provider of the Minnesota Twins. You're listening to the Treasure Island Baseball Network. Final game of a four-game series here at Target Field against the Tampa Bay Rays. Jack Morris, Chris Atterbury joined with the manager, the star of the show, Paul Mahler. Paul, uh, Tyler Duffy's going to the mound today. Yeah. He uh, He's had some games where he's pitched extremely well. He's got a great breaking ball. And then last time out, had a little bit of a command issue. I, I notice things also, and I remember things when I was younger as a pitcher, that consistently consistency when you're young, mm-hmm. and you don't realize it sometimes until you get to the point where you just don't ever have the same kind of velocity and arm strength and all that. But learning how to pitch when you don't have your best stuff is, sure. is, is probably the biggest challenge for a lot of pitchers. Tyler has got the bulldog mentality. Will that help him learn quicker? I, I, I think he will, Jack, and I, I think that – conversation about pitching has been you know around as long as I've been around the game mm-hmm. um, in the pitchers that are successful long haul and become more reliable and you know what you're going to get are guys that learn how to pitch when they don't have their best stuff right. you know there's going to be that you know you get 30 starts and you know I don't know how many you feel like you have your best stuff but it, it's not going to be all of them first and, five years maybe yeah, <laughs> after yeah. that you never have it again no, so it's it's a kind of an adjustment um, sometimes even you might feel like you have your best stuff in the bullpen you get out there and 
It, it yeah. doesn't click from the first inning. And uh, that's why you see a pattern, especially young guys. They take a while to settle into games, and they kind of figure out what's working on a given day. But I think with his mentality, like you said, his competitiveness, we all see the emotion on the mound. I think that will be conducive to him hopefully being ahead of the curve on yeah. being able to figure out how to get people out even when he doesn't have his best stuff. Now, one line he walks, he is very competitive, and I think all of us really appreciate that yep. and enjoy it. But sometimes when you talk to either Neil or you talk to Eric Rasmussen, he can be too hard on himself even when he's having success. Is that a fine line you walk with a guy to not beat himself yeah, up? I don't think we're going to change that too much. I, I, I think he had an outing a few games back where I think he pitched six shutout innings, and he was – Fuming after every time, every every time he came I knew off a guy the field. Like that. Yeah, yeah. So, um, you know, that's kind of his deal that yeah. keeps him going, and he, he's not content. He thinks there's always room to improve, even when he's putting up zeros. And uh, I don't really find anything wrong with that. I, I think there might be a day where you know there might be a given inning where he overdoes it, and it might work against him. But for the most part, I think it's a positive. Yeah, can't teach a dog to bite, so that's a good yeah. thing. Mound opponent Drew Smiley, uh, game plan against him? Well, you know, you look at the numbers, Jack, and uh, nothing against Drew Smiley. He hasn't had a, a, a great first couple of months. Um, you know, we've been, been in a little bit of a run of facing more left-handed pitching, so that should help our guys in terms of comfortability of facing a left-hander in your approach. Uh, yeah, you know, we, we've seen him enough to know what he's going to try to do. He's a guy who will definitely use his off-speed when he's behind. He tries to get you off balance. Uh, take your hits. You know, we hit a couple over the fence. That'd be great, too. But I think that this guy's given up a lot of hits. His hits-to-inning ratio isn't very good this year. So if you're patient, keep him in the zone. You're going to get some pitches to hit, and so hopefully we'll take advantage. You saw the lefties in Oakland, and the success you had against them was almost exclusively to right field for yeah. your right-handed batters. Is that a trap you don't want to fall into where you're not trying to hook everything to left if you're well, ready? Well, I, I think that I, it's, a good, it's a good visual to have when you're facing a guy like that, back up the middle and the other way. Now, if you get mistakes and you get counts where you can go ahead and look to drive something on the pull side, that's part of hitting. It's just kind of a adjusting pitch to pitch at bat to at bat, situation to situation. You know, we got about 90 seconds left. Uh, Joe Maurer passed Ken Herbeck the other day on, yeah. the, on the hit list. I started digging around. As far as Minnesota-born guys, it's you, Winfield, then it's Maurer and Herbeck. Uh, so yeah. it's a tight little group there of uh, folks who are pretty familiar with one another. Well, it's uh, it's nice to be a part of guys from Minnesota that have done things in this game at this level. You know, Joe has responded from a little bit of a lull there after a fantastic start to kind of rebound the great series up in Seattle. And, uh, you know, even yesterday, you know, hit a couple balls on the button. Um, always not getting something to show for it. But day in and day out, he's still taking really good at bats. And uh, he's going to keep passing a lot of different people in different categories because I think he's going to play for a while. Yeah, it's, uh, it's nice to see those uh, familiar faces bunched up at the top yeah. of some of those lists. Go get them today, Paul. I know yeah. uh, you guys got a chance to split this series and continue on what will be a very successful Yeah, hopefully we get this one today and head into the off day with a little bit of good feel. We'll come back on Tuesday, ready to go. He's Paul Molitor. Right. For Jack Morris, I'm Chris Atterbury. It is the Paul Molitor Show, and it's right here on your home for Twins Baseball.
You have been listening to The Paul Molitor Show, sponsored by Killebrew Rupier, made in Minnesota. It's how memories are created and legends are made. This has been a presentation of the Treasure Island Baseball Network.